with Jake, episode 81. Happy Thursday. Jake, how you doing? Doing pretty well. It's a good Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Three-day weekend. Always good. Shout out to the Veterans uh, Day. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout outs, shout outs. Yeah, you're looking to have a three-day weekend. Yep. Yeah. You don't? No, nah, because St. Mary's is stupid as fuck. They don't care about veterans. Wow. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why we don't have that Monday off. Um, GGS. I think. I think. I'm not. Enti- uh, I'm not entirely sure, actually. Hmm. I'm gonna have to ask. Uh, but I know there's some holidays that they don't recognize. Hmm. Like Columbus Day, you should not recognize that day at all. It's an it's in or, Indigenous it People's Day. Indigenous People Day. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, why don't we get into it? Uh, I have one thing to say, then you can take over. All right. Um, let you know. I'll start it off, and I'll ask you the question, like always. All right. Start off with the Warriors. Uh, yeah, just put this on record. Uh, Eric Pascal is good at basketball. Jake, do you agree? Yeah, he's Zion with a jump shot. Yeah, he's pretty fucking good. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, Ain't no line about that. I think he what before the Rocket game, he had what uh, was it three straight games with uh, twenty plus points or something like that. I remember he had twenty against. I think he had twenty against the. Let me look it up. Hornets. Fucking look it up. Pascal. Uh, no swearing. Um, let's see here. Yep, against the Rockets, he had nineteen points. Against the Trailblazers on Tuesday, Monday, 11-4. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, um, Monday, he had yeah. No, two. Jesus. Shit, I don't know. Who cares? Just uh, just say the stat. Yeah, Monday, he had a 34-13. and 13. Then against the Hornets on uh, Saturday, he had 25-4 rebounds. On the season, he's averaging 17 points on 56.8% shooting, 33.3% from the three-point line with 4.6 rebounds, 1.6 assists, and zero and a half steals per game as a rookie. Yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, definitely uh, a player to watch. Great rookie so far. Um, but yeah. I don't know the Warriors lost to the Rockets. Uh, was it yesterday? Yeah. Uh, one twenty-nine to one twelve. Uh, pretty inco- pretty competitive uh, first half, uh, except towards the end when the Rockets took the lead. Uh, we were up, I think, like five points, so- something like that. Um, but yeah, we just let it go. But hey, these kids are a little inexperienced. 
Um, no, also is good. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Who else is good is Omari Spellman. He's actually been pretty good the last couple of games. Yeah, I was going to talk about that, but yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, he's definitely good. Yeah, he's definitely good off the bench for sure. And Kai Bowman. Yeah, Kai Bowman. I mean, obviously, yeah, uh, did he get hurt? Uh, I think he just had to go to the bathroom. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's I didn't watch saying. the beginning of the game. I only watched the end of it. Yeah, he left with like five seconds left, and he sprinted to the locker room. And he just came back out before, like when the first second quarter is like about to start. And he came maybe in later. So. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, the rookie. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, Warriors lost. Uh, but again, uh, Burks had twenty eight, eight and three off the bench. Yep. Um, Jake tweeted out, uh, "It's gonna be a great trade piece for a contender, possibly." Yeah, like not, the, um, the Warriors. Or something yeah, like that. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Pascal, like Jake said, he had 19 points, uh, six rebounds, and three assists in that game. Yep. And then Damian Lee and Amari Spellman off the bench both had 13 points. Yep. Um, James Harden was uh, not doing so hot in the first half, but uh, he came out the game with 36 points, uh, four rebounds, and 13 assists. Um, they may play tomorrow. Yeah, while while you're doing that, I got something on Jordan update, Poole. Update, um, update. Oh, they play the Wolves. Yeah. So Jordan Poole is shooting, I think she's shooting twenty five point eight percent from the field. Um, shoot or shoot, which is horrific, and he's shooting about I think eighteen point six percent from twos, which is horrific. Yeah, it's pretty bad. However, his free throw percentage is really good. Um, I believe there was a stat that I saw that he made the he's made the most consecutive free throws um, for a rookie to start his career than uh, with um, close to Clay Thompson. He surpassed him. Um, <clears throat> let me look up what his actual 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 Jesus Christ actual free throw percentage is. Because as my theory, yeah, he's hundred. As my, as we all know, my theory is, if you shoot well from the three th- free throw line, you become a good shooter. So he's struggling a little bit from three, struggling a little bit from the two, but he's shooting hundred percent from the free throw line. Um, he's averaging ten point three points per game on two assists as well, on two rebounds. His defense is actually not bad either. He had like three plays that remember when Andre Iguodala did that swipe down steal. Yes. He did that like he did that against Harden on one drive in the I believe the second second quarter. Um, he's done that three times this season, so he's I think he's his jump shots are going to take him some time to get to the game, like it's an NBA level. But everything else is pretty good. Um, well, it's his free throw percentage is really good. It's incredible. It's the best free free throw percentage ever. Um, his defense has been you know not as bad as people thought. He's been he's been like adequate defensively. So hopefully the shot gets going for him, and if it does, he'll be a good player off the bench. Absolutely. Yeah, anything else to add to this Warrior talk, Jake? Um, no. Ashi, yes, Alan Smilagich is, like, ramping up his workout regimen. He's practicing with the team. So hopefully he makes his debut soon because I'm really interested in seeing how he plays with Eric Pascal, he's gonna play a lot of minutes too. They don't because Willie Cauley Stein's kind of a bum. Um, he, yeah, he gave, he's playing like a, he's definitely playing like a bum right now. Yeah, sure. He gave up. He gave no effort to me yesterday. 
uh, which is really disappointing. Or Wednesday. Yeah, he gave no effort to you specifically. Yeah, it looked like he was just, you know, going through the motions, not really playing hard, just running up and down, not really impacting the game much. Uh, so he's been disappointing. Uh, but all I asked for is them to play hard and lose. They play hard. They were playing well in the first half. Second half kind of exactly. got away from him. But they play hard throughout, so that's all I ask for. Definitely, 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 definitely. Yeah, and that's um, all I have to add. Yeah, anything else to add to the Warriors talk? Nope. All right, awesome. So let's move on to the Sharks talk. Uh, they're playing right now, currently up 4-0 against the Minnesota Wild. Yep. Um, and yeah, look at that. Our guy... Raheem, was that Raheem? Raheem. Raheem. Raheem scored his first goal of the year already. Like yeah. 18, 32 minutes, 32 seconds in. Um, fourth so goal. Yeah, maybe that stat that you pulled out yeah. is correct. Yep. It's 100% foolproof. Yeah, they were 31-9-3 with him last year. They don't have him this year. They're 4-10-1 without him. They win their first game with him. They're now 1-0 with him. 32-9-3. They're up four nothing here in the second period with six thirty three left to go in the period. Um, yes. So then if they win that, they'll be thirty three nine and three of them. And as you said, my theory that they're better with him in the lineup is foolproof. Is is boating is boating well so far? Obviously, four nothing is. It's like a my uh, it's like my free throw theory. It's pretty good. Right, right, right. My redeem right, Semek right, theory right, right. is incredible. Apparently. So yeah, uh, playing tonight. Record is five ten and one. Yeah, not looking good. But um, obviously mm-hmm. with Semek in, that will change hopefully. Yeah. Um, any, anything to add? Jake? Yeah, Martin Jones and I has eighteen saves on eighteen shots. Uh, so he's going. He's working on a no. He's working on a shutout right now. Uh, I believe he's been really good too recently. Um, let me go through his uh, game stats. Okay, so yeah, against the Chicago Blackhawks on Tuesday the fifth, uh, he had twenty-one saves on nine. I mean, nineteen saves on twenty-one shots for a nine-zero-five save average. He had a, he had a shutout going as well until the third period when they're taking their foot off the gas a little bit. Uh, so through his last two games, he saved um, thirty-eight shots on four, thirty-eight shot. He saved thirty-eight shots on forty total shots. He's gone up against, which is a, I believe that's ninety seven point five percent, which is, you know, incredible. If he keeps doing that, they're going to win a lot of games. But with Redeem Semek, hopefully he helps Brent Burns, helps all the defenders, and gets some of the young defenders who aren't really ready for the NHL back in the minors where they belong. And hopefully he stays healthy and solidifies that second spot with Brent Burns on the second defensive pair. And that's all I have to add for the Sharks. Yeah, sweet. Why don't you uh, dive into some Giants, possibly? Yep. Wow, in the offseason so early? I heard you have some news for us. Yeah, I have some news about their managing search, which has gone on for quite some time, actually. Um, they started their managerial search basically in April. I mean, in March, when Bruce Bochy uh, announced that he was going to retire. Um, but... They didn't. They didn't start actually looking for a manager until the season ended in September. So they're going through that now. Uh, they're down to their final three finalists, which are um, it's 
ex-Phillies manager Gabe Kapler is the first. It's no particular order, like what they're ranked as. Uh, but the, one of the finalists, Gabe Kapler, the former Phillies manager from last year. Um, secondly is Mike Kataro, who is a third base coach for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, as we all know, here in the Bay, they defeated the A's in the wild card round and took the yes. and took the Astros who lost in the World Series to Game Five of the ALDS, which is like basically Game Seven. There's no Game Sevens in ALDS. Um, it's a Game Five, right? Right. Yes. Right, right, right. So he's the next guy. Then the third and final guy is Joe Espada, who is the Astros bench coach. Um, he used to be the bench. I think he used to coach for the Yankees and Marlins as well. Uh, he's he's Puerto Rican. Uh, he speaks multiple languages. Uh, it's supposedly he's really good with young Latin players who are coming up to the big leagues who haven't you know have kind of that, that uh, you know like kind of a language barrier. So he's kind of he's able to relate to them and relate to other players as well. Um, and according to the, and according to the sources that have told me in the BA podcast, James as well. He's got these texts as well from the guy our source. Uh, he said that. The Giants will be hiring Joe Espada as their next manager, and we shall hopefully hear that as the as the Minnesota Wild score make it four one against the Sharks. But back to the Giants, we should hear about the G, the new manager being hired by this weekend, and that's hopefully what we hear. They're also looking for a general manager. So what they have is they have Farhan Zaidi, president president of baseball operations. Uh, they didn't hire a GM last year. So he did basically the GM job, but he's looking for a GM now. And they had they we finally heard about some people they've been looking at, looking at this Cubs guy who's like thirty five. They're doing that. Uh, they're looking at some other people as well. However, there's a new name that they are looking at today. Um, his name is he's from the Astros as well as Joe Espada, um, and his name was. So, actually, before I find who it was, um, a couple of the guys that are looking at is the A's assistant GM in uh, Billy Owens, um, who's the GM the assistant GM over there in Oakland. They work together. Um, and another guy who's the favorite, apparently, is this 30-year-old guy from the Astros. He's 30, which is really young. Um, <clears throat> and his name, if this gets out there and hurries up, His name is Pete Petulia Pudula. Pete Pudula. Yes. Pete, yeah, Pete Pudula, uh, the Astros farm director, is among the candidates for the GM vacancy for the Giants. He joins Cubs assistant GM Scott Harris and the Pirates interim GM um, Kevon Graves from the Pittsburgh Pirates, who is the interim GM for the uh, – who's the interim – Interim GM Take a breath. for the Pirates, who was just named the interim GM after Pittsburgh dismissed Neil Huddington last week. And he's also candidate as well. We should hear a couple more candidates too. Uh, but the favorites right now are Joe Espada from the Astros and Pete Patilia from the Astros as well. Then we, Absolutely. Yeah, then we also have free agency starting too. Uh, but there's nothing really gets oh, done. Oh yeah, dude, we love free yeah. agency baseball. It's so good. Yeah, nothing gets done until like February, so we won't yeah. have any news for a couple months. 
joke. How long it takes. God, Jesus. What a, I remember talking about this last year when this was happening. And dear God, forever. Just waiting. But, um, yeah. Anything else to add to the Giants talk, Jake? Yeah, as we as you just said, we waited forever last year. Bryce Harper didn't strain to like two weeks into like spring training, which was like ridiculous. But hopefully, we get yeah, some action quickly. Yeah, hopefully, we get some action quickly, and then Giants hopefully sign a couple of free agents that we've heard about. But uh, we Cole, shall see. Maybe. What's up? Oh yeah, Garrett Cole, Garrett, Anthony Rendon, maybe maybe Steven Strasburg, who's available as well. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Is it? He opted out, right? Or something yeah. Like that? Yeah. Right, right. He opted out. Of, he op- he opted out. He would have had four years, hundred million dollars guaranteed, but he opted right. out. And people think that he's going to get a bigger deal than that. Uh, people are thinking about six to eight years, about one hundred seventy-five to two hundred ten million dollars for him. Um, Garrett Cole is looking at wow. six to eight years as well, but like thirty-five million per year. So if it's six years, it'd be six years for two ten. Eight years, eight years for two eighty, uh, which is which would be the highest for a pitcher, um, and I believe Anthony Rendon's looking at two hundred seventy-five, two hundred thirty million, eight between six to eight years. Wow, is that per year? No, it's a uh, six for two seventy-five, which is about. Oh, okay, I thought you said eighty million, and I was like, holy shit! No, it'll be no like. For Garrett Cole, it'll be like six to six six to eight years at thirty five million per year. Uh, so two ten for six, two eighty for eight. And Anthony Rendon's looking at probably around, I'd say around two ten to three hundred, depending on the team. Um, like maybe six as the lowest amount he'll go. The ten is the highest, but they may have opt outs as well. It's it's really confusing until we find out what happens there. But once we do, we will let you know immediately. Absolutely. We will let you know immediately. Yep. So, yeah, why don't we move on, talk about some college sports, uh, starting with basketball. Basketball, college basketball is underway. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, I go to St. Mary's College. Jake goes to East Bay. Cal State East Bay, uh, yes. And the Sharks just scored again. Here. Sharks scored again. Tomas Hurdle scored a sixth, awesome. now it second is five, of the game. It's five to one. It. Let's move on from that. Yep. Let's move on from that. I don't like doing updates during, the, during our podcast. Oh, well, yeah. I do. College basketball is on their way. Uh, there's been some tournaments here and there, uh, you know, the four team tournaments to start the season. Uh, but predominantly, I like to talk about St. Mary's basketball. Obviously, we talked about uh, East Bay. They had their run in the playoffs last year. Yep. Uh, I think they fell short. Uh, St. Mary's fell yep. short in the second round last year also. Shocking. Um, two Villanova. I think they lost by two. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember Big win uh, to start the season over uh, Wisconsin. For the hmm. zone, though, St. Mary's ranked 28. 20th in the top 25. Uh, they beat Wisconsin in OT, 65-63. to 63. Uh, Barn burner of a game on ESPNU. Uh, I don't have ESPNU, so I was on Bleacher Report just having mm. an update over and over and over again. And Twitter, too. Um, yes. But, yeah. So, some stats just uh, to put you guys out there. Uh, Jordan Ford had uh, 26 points, uh, two re- two rebounds, three assists. Uh, he shot 50% from three, going four for eight. Uh, Tanner Krebs, my guy, always going to put him on the VA podcast. Uh, he had nine points and eight rebounds, no assists for him this game. Mm-hmm. And Malik Fitz um, had 16 points to contribute, 
also adding five rebounds and one assist. Again, uh, people are saying this win's going to take them, it's going to bode well for them in the rankings. Wisconsin's pretty good. Um, So it's good to have a solid win to start the year. Uh, Our home opener is this coming Monday on the 11th. Not going because it's the uh, 49er game on Monday night. Uh, Sorry. Just, I know I've been invited by multiple people. I just cannot go. I just can't. Sorry. Just oh, can't. Just can't. multiple people. Wow. Just can't. Just can't. Just can't. Um, Name dropper. Just can't. Just can't do it. Uh, just can't do it. Sorry. Just can't do it. I just can't do it. Can't, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't win with them. Can't not coach with them. Cannot win with them. <laughs> can't do it. Um, Mike Singletary, for those who don't know. Go ahead. For those who don't know, for those who don't know, yeah, for those who don't know. Uh, yeah, I forgot to put the East Bay stuff up. Uh, I don't think they, they played are, yet. They did well last year. I, was, I, would, I would think they would be doing good this year. I don't think they've played yet, actually. They haven't started? Uh, they're D2, right? I have, no, sure D2. I have no damn clue. <laughs> I don't think they are D2. Sure D2. I think they're like D15 or something. No, they're, I'm pretty sure they're D2. They might not even be a D. Sure D2. I think you know what they may be. Let's see. I'm pretty sure they're D two. I'm pretty sure they are. Yep, NCA Division two. There you go. Yeah. I forget who there's in, who's in their league. Uh, who, I think it's Sonoma uh, State. Maybe. Like like we've been saying, they did good last year. They had some players for sure. I always remember reading the exact same name every single week. He was dropping points. Yeah, they played against uh, Cal. Last they, play, year. they play Cal? No, so they played one exhibition game against the University of Nevada. They lost that by 29, which is not shocking. Nice. Uh, not shocking at all because, I mean, yeah. yeah. Their first game is tomorrow in, like, a tournament type thing, I believe. Right, um, right. Fourteen tournament probably. Yeah, they're playing in Oakland against Holy Names University at 7.30 p.m. Then oh, on Saturday. Uh, that's, uh, that school's out of Oakland. My uncle went there. Yeah, then on Saturday they play Notre Dame de Namur University yeah, at 5.30. Yeah, yeah. I know someone who goes there. He's on the basketball team, too. Hmm. Then their first home game is against the Academy of Art, of San Francisco Academy of Art, on November 12th, Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. in Hayward. Then they have three straight home games to start the season. Uh, have you been to any of these games? No, and I probably won't go anyway. Maybe they play... Uh, Sonoma State at home, or Ooh, okay, 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 or San Francisco State, so we make fun of Alejandro and yeah, I, I think we, I think they Alejandro. Them last year and we made fun of them. Lol. Yeah, then Sonoma State, yeah, they played Harvard. I mean Harvard, they played Hayward. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's a couple teams in there that Cal State Marcos, Cal Poly, Cal State University San Bernardino, Cal, uh, University of California San Diego, Monterey. Uh, Cal State Los Angeles, Cal State Dominguez Hills, Cal State Chico, Stanislaus Slate, Humboldt University, San Francisco State University, California State University of Monterey Bay, University of California San Diego, Cal State Marcos, San Diego, San Diego, San Diego, San Diego, San Yeah, they play a bunch of teams. Yeah, good for them. I mean, obviously, every team plays a bunch of teams, so yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely. But yeah, moving on, let's talk about some college football. Mm. Uh, for those who don't know. Uh, the rankings for the college football playoffs came out for the first time, I think, Tuesday? Yep, I believe so. 
Yeah, on Tuesday, uh, they finally came out. Uh, obviously, this one's way more important than the AP polls and all that other stuff. Because mm-hmm. uh, this is for the college football playoffs. Four teams get in. Should um, be six. Yeah, it should be six. I think we argued this like around this time or uh, when it was starting to become college ball- playoff football yep. uh, last year. Gosh, we're already episode 81. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I'll just read off uh, the top 10 for you. Uh, for you and our listeners involved with debate um, and predict and stuff like that. So coming at number 10 uh, is Florida, uh, University of Florida, for those who don't know, the Gators, they uh, are sitting at number 10, 7-2. Uh, uh, next you have Oklahoma, uh, who dropped a lot after their loss to... I forgot who they lost to, but they dropped a lot. That's the number 9 spot. Uh, sitting at seven and one, and then we have two straight Pac-12 teams uh, at the seven and six spot. Uh, coming in at seven, you have or eight spots. Excuse me. Uh, you have Utah, the Utah Utes, at eight and one, and then at seven, you have Oregon sitting pretty at eight and one, also, and then moving up. To the sixth spot, you have Georgia, who is seven and one. Uh, they have a loss, uh, I think, against Arkansas. Not entirely sure, but they lost on a field goal, or they lost on a missed field goal. Hmm. Uh, and then you have your undefeated in the top five, starting off with Clemson, who is not in currently. They are nine and zero. They don't play a tough schedule. And Trevor Lawrence hasn't lived up to what he did last year so far. So, 39 games in, he hasn't been that spectacular. Um, but at the fourth spot currently in the playoffs, if they started today, is Penn State, the Nitty Lions. They're 8-0. Uh, I've, I've caught a couple of their games. They're, they're pretty good. Um, but are they number four good to be in the playoffs? We shall see. At number three... Um, not that surprised. Uh, Alabama, you know, roll tide. Shout out to me and Cody, one of my friends. Um, they're at the number three spot, eight and zero. Tua is uh, got an ankle injury. They had their bye this week or last week. Uh, I think he should be playing uh, in this upcoming game. And at number two spot, very very surprised on how well LSU has been playing this season. They're eight and zero. I think. The LSU Bama matchup, I think, is this weekend. I think. Yep. I'm yeah. I'm pretty yeah. It's this weekend, so that's gonna huge game for both teams for sure. Um, SEC, there's three teams in the top six, all in the SEC. Yep. One already has lost. Two are about to play each other this coming weekend. Very very important for both teams. Uh, and at number one spot, you have uh, the team that won the college playoff football playoffs the very first time. And Ohio State, Justin Fields, 8-0. That's the number one spot currently. Jake, what do you think of this list so far? Um, I don't really have a problem with it. Um, I do think if I do think if this Bama LSU game is close, so let's say like Bama loses by like a field goal, 
like 24-21 in like the last minute they lose. Do they drop all the way out of the top four? Sorry, sorry. Who, who are you referring to? LSU or Alabama or either? Uh, but so they play each other this week, right? Right, right, correct. Yes. So let's say LSU beats Bama on like a last-minute field goal, like 24-21. Does Bama drop all the way out of the top four? Or do they? Or do the voters of the college football keep them in the top four because it's Alabama? Uh, so I think – so obviously all this – okay, so they're both two and – they're both two and three – so this is a really high anticipated game. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is probably um, aside from Bama and Auburn, who is I think in the top fifteen. I think they're number eleven. Um, this game is really going to ride. I think obviously if the game is tight, um, the voters take that into account. So the, I don't think they'll drop too far. Not like how Oklahoma did when they lost to an unranked yeah. team. They dropped really far down, right? Yeah, they may drop um, out of the top four, but like the to like number six, like behind Clemson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, they, I, I feel like depending on how Georgia does, depending on how Clemson does, I feel like they're still a top six team. Yeah. Uh, I, I still feel like they're – even with LSU, I feel like they wouldn't drop that far down. And if it is, it's going to be the five and six spot for either of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I think both coming off a bye, um, yeah. we're going to be very well prepared for each other. Uh, Joe Burrow, uh, taking this LSU offense to another level, being able to throw the ball, something that they're not really known for. They've been known for really just running the ball and playing defense, but they have an offense that can air it out and a defense who plays pretty well. Obviously, Bama, um, Having Tua, who can just light it up through the air, and with multiple guys who can win the ball. Uh, one being Najee Harris, uh, who is from Antioch, California, from Antioch High School. Um, and obviously, their defense, uh, their secondary coach by Nick Saban, they're going to be able to uh, play well against Joe Burrow. We shall see. Obviously, like I've been saying, it's going to be a very high anticipated game for the playoffs. Well, we'll see how it goes. Because um, Ohio yeah, State. And- I- you just said there's another yeah. big game. Why don't you talk about that game? Well, it's not this week, but it's a big game later in the season, uh, November 23rd. Right. That's about two weeks from now. It's Penn State versus Ohio State, and which right now in the college football playoffs, it's Ohio State's number one and Penn State's number four. So that could be a knockout game. Because I think if Clemson's yeah. undefeated, they're going to go in. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, um, I mean... If there's gonna be a one, if there's gonna be a one lost team that gets in, it's gonna be Alabama. Yeah, it'll be one of the um, SEC schools at least. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be yeah, and yeah, exactly. And, and for sure, I would think it's gonna be Alabama, and I would still, I would even put them at the three spot at, at the end of the day, even if it's one loss. Um, yeah, because obviously they still have to play Auburn. Uh, again, they're playing LSU, um, and. I mean, I really wish Oklahoma had not lost that game because I feel like if they had been in the college football playoffs, there would have been a chance we'd have seen Alabama versus Oklahoma, and I just, I, I would have really loved to watch that. But for those who don't know, uh, when the first rankings for the first ever college football playoffs ever came out, Ohio State was ranked 16th, hmm. and they made it to the college football playoffs, and they won it. Oh yeah, I remember that Cardo Jones. 
yeah, Cardell Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, that team, uh, they made it in. So for those who are obviously in the top 10, for those who are in top 15, top, uh, just like I said, number 16 team, it's, it's not over. Uh, a lot of things can happen yeah. in the next couple weeks. The, season's ain't, the season isn't over. There still has to be uh, championship games to be played and stuff like that. So you'll never know what goes on down the line. But this is what it is now for the first time, obviously. Uh, again, big games. Uh, LSU Bama this week. Um, let me check if there's some other ones that are in the ranked. Let me check right now. College football with 11. Uh, Penn State plays uh, Minnesota, who's ranked 17. They're both undefeated. Um, check, check. Uh, I mean, top 25 matchup, Iowa and Wisconsin. Big 10 matchup. Uh, Georgia plays Missouri, uh, Missouri five and three. Clemson plays NC State again. They're only four and four. ACC is not that good of a conference. Um, they're just running three teams, but they again, Trevor Lawrence not the same as he was last year when he got put in. Um, that's really it. No other big games aside from uh, the big game that Jake was talking about in two weeks from now, which we'll keep our eyes on for sure. Uh, um. Yeah, I don't have anything else to add, Jay. You have anything else to add? Nope. Not on college football, I don't. That's All right, awesome. So why don't we move on to our NFL Week 10 pick-up? Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we are recording this right after the uh, the Chargers-Raiders game, which just happened. Uh, the Raiders got out with the win. Um 26-24. Josh Jacobs was good. Uh, he was bottled up for some quite for some time, but then he had that big run for a touchdown um, at the end, making it 26-24. But then the Raiders kicker, Danielson, missed the PAT, yep. uh, giving a chance for the San Dele Chargers. Yeah, wow. Almost there, almost there. The LA Chargers uh, to, for the... For them to uh, drive down the field and get a field goal to win it. But for those who don't know, if you're going to watch the game, Phillip Rivers, Chargers offensive line, not good. He's trash. Not good. Trash. That that final drive for Phillip Rivers was atrocious. That was some bull. BS. Yeah, it was bad. Caught very, myself. Very bad. Um, Melvin Gordon looked good. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, Keenan Allen's always good. Sorry, Keenan Allen's always good. Yeah, Keenan Allen's always good. Uh, Mike Williams, after a three catch, one hundred eleven yard game, two touchdown game last week, he only had two catches for fifty five yards. Hmm. Uh, Hunter Henry's good. Uh, he caught a touchdown this week. Um, yeah, Joey Bosa is good. Uh, Melvin the Ingram on defense is good. Uh, obviously, the Chargers are missing their uh, left tackle and Russell Okung. So, I mean, that obviously uh, has a toll on your offensive line. And their strong safety, uh, Derwin James, too. Yeah, Derwin James has been out for the start of the season, has just not been out there. Um, so, yeah, they're 4-6. and six. 
the Raiders are now five and four. Um, playoff potential in the Raiders, Jake. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I can see it because the AFC is like really bad. Uh, there's only like, I mean, the the best teams in the AFC are good, but the rest of the conference is pretty bad. Um, right. So I think the Steelers may be in the playoffs. Um, I mean, at the uh, yeah, I mean they'll probably make the Colts, the Texans. <laughs> Ravens, uh, Patriots, Chiefs, and who's the other division? Patriots, Ravens, Chiefs. Ah, Texans. Yeah, Texans. That that division's always Colts. awful. That's Texans, awful. Colts. Yeah, it's always awful. Um, there's a, a, obviously for this. Uh, you could say the people who are leading the divisions now are a lot to get it. Uh, the two wild card spots. I think there's a lot of teams on the bubble. Yeah. Um, the Jags, Raiders. Uh, yeah. With the Jags getting Nick Foles back, mm, we'll see. Maybe that bolsters up their defense. Because yeah, he is starting uh, next week. He is starting week eleven, I think. Um, yes. 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 He is after the bye. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which Garner Minshew was. Yeah, Minshew was for now. Yeah, Minshew was good. I mean, he's shown that he could be a starter in the league, that's for sure. Um, but yeah. they, they just invested so much money in Foles that you kind of have to go back to him. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, in that week, last week, Min- Minshew just did not look good. Yeah, he looked. Um, he didn't look great. Plus, I kind of yeah, yeah. I kind of give that to London as well because most of the games in London, there's not really great quarterback play. I mean, Jameis Winston yeah, is awful. Yeah. There's, not, there's not good um, play at all sometimes, to be honest. Yeah. There's never really. Like, I'm trying to think of what the best game ever in London was, and I just can't think of one. Oh, I couldn't tell you, guy. <laughs> yeah, I just could not I, tell I you. Can't, I can't think of one. Well, I mean, one. Sometimes I'm not even up that early to watch the game, so I'm not really watching the entire game. Yeah, I don't care what time. In recent memory, I haven't really. When I was a janitor, I, I would be awake and I would listen to the games and watch while I was. Uh, Clean the floors, but aside from that, I'm usually not up. And if I'm up, I'll have it, I'll play it, but then I will like half awake, half listen to the game while I'm sleeping. Yeah, I just look. I just look at fantasy so, when I wake up. Oh, that's what happened during. Yeah, the game. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, London games. I mean, good for the London people uh, out there watching the games. Uh, NFL spread spread the game around. That's good, but yeah. Um, but what are your thoughts on the Chargers? I mean, there were talks. I uh, the owner of the Tennessee Chargers said no, but I think we talked about this last time, right? The Chargers moving to London. Yeah. Kind of yikes. Yeah, I got. Yeah. They are moving on the possibility. Um, just moving to St. Louis. Just move to St. Louis. Let LA have let the Rams have their own stadium. Yeah, get out. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, no one in LA is going to watch the Chargers games. Nope. Uh, should have never should have never left San Diego. Qualcomm Stadium, GGS. Uh, but yeah, I've driven past that a couple of times actually. Oh really? Qualcomm Stadium? Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's like in a freeway. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's kind of a weird spot for it. But yeah. Wait, that's for all the San Diegoans. I uh, went to go watch, and that, hey, when the, when the Chargers were good in the middle years, that place was popping. 
especially yeah. with LT. Uh, but yeah, let's move on. Uh, Sunday night game. Uh, Vikings versus Cowboys. Should be an interesting game. Um, Cowboys coming off a, a win against the Giants. Um, forgot who the Vikings played last week. Uh, Eagles? That sounds right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, for those who don't know, Adam Thielen has been out. Oh, well, he... Did he play last week? Yeah, he did for like a quarter, then he re-injured himself. Yeah, so I think he's been on the DNP, did not participate uh, during practice this week. I think he's out. I don't think he's playing this week. Um, Damn it. For those who don't know who's been following us, uh, Jake traded for him. Yep. After he gave me DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Um, GG's. 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 Hopefully he's healthy. I'm, t- I'm, I'm taking the Cowboys in this game. Uh, obviously the Minnesota defense is really good. Um, but the Cowboys just have uh, so many weapons on offense. I think they just get it done. Obviously Zeke, uh, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, um, the tight ends, Jason Wynn, uh, Don Schultz, um, the other guy. Forgot his name. I also kind of was defense is somewhat good. They just added uh, Michael Bennett. For those who don't know, they have uh, Dexter Lawrence as well, and Michael Bander Esch and Jalen Smith. Should be a good game to watch, to be honest. Um, who are you taking, Jake? I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings in the upset, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, hopefully Kirk Cousins can get it down. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, let's move on um, to the one game that we'll be watching. Our eyes will be peeled to the TV. Uh, 49ers versus Seattle on October 11th. Oh, November 11th. Jesus. Yep, two weeks from my birthday. Sorry? Two, the two weeks to the date of my birthday. Oh, nice. Nice. Mm. Oh, yeah. Obviously, both, and I, both Jake and I both are taking the 49ers. Yeah, no doubt. Um, we'll talk about more. Of the, we'll talk about more of this game on Sunday night when we have when we record uh, prior to the game. We'll talk about the stats. We'll talk about all the other stuff. Um, but yeah, really, really excited. This should obviously we have that. Um, the 49ers do have that one win in the division. Uh, I, I think the Seahawks do too. Yeah, they played the Seahawks. They play the Seahawks played the Cardinals as well and won. Um, yeah. So, pretty big game. I think the Seahawks are seven and two, or yep, Forty uh, Nineers are eight and zero. Oh. It's a pretty big deal of a game, prime time. Um, but yeah, biggest Niner yeah, game since the uh, NFC Championship game, twenty thirteen fourteen. We'll never know. Yeah. Um, also, schedule will be getting harder from now. Oh, for the Forty Nineers is getting harder. Uh, pause. I think we have pause. Seahawks. We go Seahawks. We go. Uh, we go. Uh, Cardinals comes to Levi's. Yeah. And then I think it's like Green Bay, Ravens, New Orleans, Saints, yeah, and something like that. I'm pretty sure that's where it goes. To me, um, the goal for this season is to go. I think if they go four and four, finish twelve and four, that would be pretty good. Um, five and three. Uh, I think five and three is what I think they'll go, which means they'll be thirteen and three. Probably have a bye in the first round. Uh, probably I would win love the to division. Have a bye in the first round. I would love to have just home field advantage. 
Yeah, because they have zero losses. Saints have one. Their other team has two. Um, oh, yeah. So after Seattle, it goes Cardinals, win, Green Bay, win, Ravens, loss, Saints, up in the air for me. Yeah. Um, it all depends on how well Alvin Kamara plays. And then uh, Falcons, that should be the, the Falcons are trash. They're 1-7 right now. 11-3 and three for me. Um, we go, uh, I think the Rams come two Levi's 12 and three. Uh, we, they have the addition of Marcus Peters. Um, we'll see how that takes into account. Obviously we added Emmanuel Sanders. Um, week 16, like I've been saying is pretty important weeks. And then back to back, division play, uh, games and to end the season week 17 we play the seahawks again that could be seattle that could be nfc division championship game right there um and that could be whoever wins that could have a bye whoever loses is the wild card team so that's gonna be a huge game Um, yeah definitely definitely 100 percent agree but hopefully the niners win this monday which means they kind of have they have three games up in the division or two and a half games up in the division about Um, two and a half yeah yeah um yeah obviously uh we say now they are currently the favorites to win this game on Monday night by uh, by six. Seattle's um, hmm. defense isn't good. They give up a lot of points. Yeah, they're not good. Their offense obviously bails them out a lot. They bailed them out last week in the overtime against the yeah. Buccaneers. That, that's Wilson, that's uh, not saying much. That was some awful. You're gonna say something? That's not saying much. That was that's, the Bucks. Just I watched that whole game. Their the, pass defense is atrocious. The, the Bucks, Bucks defensive scheme was so bad. They were blitzing yeah. on every down and playing man to man and it was they were getting beat every play. And that one corner who was guarding Matt Calf was getting beat every play. Every every play. So that was just awful. Yeah. Um Yeah, the 49ers are getting a lot of players back for this game. I did not see it. I, was Witherspoon's name mentioned? I did not see it. But we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it on Sunday. Obviously, the last injury report yeah. is on Saturday. Yep. Um, talking about Matt Breida's name came up, um, but hopefully he should be fine. Kittle, too. Yeah, Kittle did not participate today. Heard um, Taylor. Right, 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 right. But, yeah, yeah uh, let's move on to our locks of the week. Uh, I'll start with mine. I got the Saints over Falcons. Should be an easy game for the Saints. Drew Brees, second game back after his time injury and after a bye. Jake, who are you taking in your lock of the week? I have the Ravens over the Bengals. I think that's who they play, but... Yes, I have the Ravens winning pretty pretty easily in that game. Yeah, so I think, Ravens should definitely uh, manhandle the Bengals for sure. Because I think the Bengals and Jets are the two worst teams by far. I actually think the Dolphins aren't as bad as people think they are. The Jets are atrocious. They may be the worst team in football, and the Bengals are just tanking for a number one pick. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. For those who don't know, yeah, they benched Andy Dalton for Ryan Finley. So they're really, um, yeah, they're going in the tank mode. <laughs> yeah, tank, tank mode, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, so let's move on to our upset picks. Um, I have no idea how this happened, but I'm taking the Bills over the Browns. The Browns are like... What? Two-point favorites right now. I'm like, ha, ha, really? It must be, um, it must be a, the Browns are at home. That must be why. Yeah, it's, some, it's some bullshit like that. But, yeah, uh, Bills... Um, I mean, 
gosh. The Bills' oh. run defense is really good. We didn't even mention uh, the Bills. Actually, no. The Eagles ran all over them. Yeah. Their pass defense is pretty good. Yeah, we didn't even... Um, obviously, Baker Mayfield can't throw the ball to save his life to OBJ. No, they should be good on that. Um, so we'll see. Obviously, Nick Chubb. Hopefully, that's a good thing. He's on my fantasy team. Also, when we talked about playoff teams and wildcard teams, we didn't even mention the Bills. Oh, that's right. They could be definitely a wildcard team. They're what? 6-2? and two, seven, Something like that? They could, win, they could win the division. I mean, they could. I mean, there's always a chance that something happening. Uh, yeah, I mean, they did play the Patriots uh, pretty well. well. Um, I just don't trust Josh Allen yet. I mean, I think Josh Allen was hurt. He got hurt during that yeah, game. Yeah, Barkley had to come in. Yeah, but, so Barkley came, Matt Barkley uh, for, uh, from USC, former Eagles. Former Niner. 49ers, whatever, blah, 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 came Gosh. in. Uh, but the defense really held their own against the Patriots. Yeah, uh, I mean, the ta- the Patriots at the game had a defensive score. Yeah, to get away, pick six, I mean, something. You know, up in the air, you never know, right? Uh, but yeah, you know what? Yeah, you never know. Uh, obviously, I think this is, they they play each other again. Obviously, um, they'll battle it out. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully, the Patriots don't get a first round bye. I'd love them nope. to play in the wild card, but I highly <laughs> doubt that happens. Yeah, I doubt it too. Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, but yeah, Jake, what is your upset of the week this week? My upset pick of the week is this one's pretty easy for me. It was the Cardinals over the Bucks, picking the Cardinals. I think Kyle Murray's pretty good. As you said, the Bucks defense is awful. Um, Jameis Winston... Their, yeah. their pass defense, for sure, is really bad. Yeah, Jameis Winston is you know, hit or miss. He's had a couple games in a row when he's hit, so I'm going to law of averages saying he's going to miss this game. And I think the Cardinals are going to easily defeat the Bucks this weekend. I like that pick. I actually like that pick a lot. Yeah. Um, David Johnson is back. Uh, he should be able to play that game, too. Obviously, they, the Cardinals now have a two-headed monster in Kenyon Drake and David Johnson. Um, we'll see how that pans And that out. Edmonds guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's doubtful. He's hurt. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, they're probably going to be rolling with these two guys for uh, a little bit. I think Chase um, Edmonds is uh, – they didn't put him on IR or anything. But uh, yeah, he's going to be hamstring or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, those are our picks of the week. Uh, Jake, anything else to add before we end the episode? Nope, that's all I have to add. Uh, all right, awesome. Yeah, so thanks for listening. This is the it's your coach James with Jake. Uh, episode eighty one. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram with the B underscore podcast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on the SoundCloud app, and also subscribe to us on the podcast app. Yeah, make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, do it 50 times, you gain the system. Little trick and learn from the industry over 21 months. We get a top 200 podcast worldwide. We'll see top 200 podcasts for our recreation. But as you know, we shoot for the stars through the BA podcast. Because the top 200 podcasts worldwide, if you do that, we'll give you a high five. So I have to add for today's episode. Bye. Bye. Against all odds, weather the storm, built for combat and battle, young Ahim.